Hi, welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark. And this is Gordon. And we love talking about baseball. So this podcast uh, has has discussed for years the idea that the uh, PED players and the gambling players um, are not represented in the Hall of Fame at all. You can't really see much about them. And we act often as if these players, as far as the Hall of Fame is concerned, don't even exist. Yeah, and it's just not right because, I mean, part of it is that there's always going to be some players that are left out of talking about in like talking about the Hall of Fame tapestry of baseball, even if they might have been a Hall of Fame level talent in a particular season or even for a decent period of time, they just lack the career, full career credentials to get in there. I mean, if you're going to talk about the Hall of Fame pitchers of the 1980s, you're going to talk about a lot of guys. It's kind of hard not to talk about Doc Gooden at some point in there as the guy that beat a bunch of these guys for Cy Young's. And who, who decidedly is not a Hall of Fame pitcher in our not opinion. a Hall yeah. of Fame pitcher, but you would have to talk about him because of how good he was. And then, you know, it's like, well, how do you not talk about some of these guys that are not in, you know, the Baseball Hall of Fame for various reasons, both good and, you know, well, not good, but both <laughs> provably bad and assumed bad that – you know, you can't have to deal with it, you know? So, so, so we have an idea. Uh, and the idea is, is that there's a place, uh, in Cooperstown for these players, but it is not as an enshrined player into, uh, the baseball hall of fame. They would be part of something that we are going to jokingly call. This is a bit of a lark here. The corridor of controversy within the hall of Mm -hmm. fame. Now, originally, we we were talking about this, and we were going at this purely from an angle of players, but I actually think coming at it from an angle of concepts, one, allows it to be less like a weird little back way, doorway of getting these guys Right, because totally that's what people are going to say. That's what (laughs) people are going to say, that, oh, you're just trying to get them in the hall. And And we are. And we are. But, (laughs) But we're not actually enshrining these guys in the Hall of Fame. Now, there's a way that you could get out of the corridor of controversy and actually be voted hey, in. Is that if somebody just votes you in? Now you're in the regular Hall of Fame with all no, the regular guys. No, and like a still, real Hall of Famer. You'll still be in the corridor of controversy, controversy but you'll also be in the, the Hall, Hall of Famer. Famer. Right, because the idea is that, like, look, there are certain guys. Like, let, let's talk about one of the first controversies here, which I think is something that we have to say because of how long ago it happened and how it's happened to some of the biggest players of all time. It's undoubtedly a part of the game. That's gambling. Right, right. Number one, and and the first guy you think of is Joe Jackson. Yeah. Look at his career stats. They're unbelievable how good he was. But he was proven to have taken money for – Or admitted to taking money. Or admitted to taking money. Even if he didn't spend it or didn't throw the games or anything like that, the the fact remains that he is on 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 the On record. Right. For having said – at the very bare minimum saying, yes, I took money – in, in in agreement to lose the World Series. So then what we do in Joe Jackson's case is we take our bigger racer out and we make believe he never existed. Which is dumb. And then we have Pete Rose, who was suspected of gambling on the Reds. And I think even he says he gambled on them. However, I think he claims that he just never gambled them. On the I don't Blues. know if he was ever, uh, if he ever admitted to betting in games or maybe he never, he, he admitted to not betting against the Reds. I think he, he admitted, he, he never right. admitted. He only bet for them to win. Bet for them to win, which, I mean, I guess on one hand, I'm like, really, what would be the issue with that? Like. If he bet it on the win, if he's right. only betting on himself ever to win, right? Like, like if 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 Bryce Harper went out and made a bet on himself to win MVP before the season, like 
What are we going to do? Be like, oh, that's not allowed? <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to try really hard to be really good this year, guys. And clearly in Pete Rose's case, it just seems to me, although I guess Joe Jackson would, would refute that kind of a, th- a thought, that they're waiting for Pete Rose to die, and then they'll put him in the Hall of Fame. Just so they don't have to do it while he's alive? I yeah, mean, they don't possibly, want to give him the satisfaction of possibly, having lied like that. I, and, I think you have the gambling because you could talk about that and other controversies in gambling things that have popped up through the ages because there have been other players far smaller scale that have been busted for both gambling on baseball and other gambling aspects that have been attracted to the league. That's part of baseball. You can now talk about these guys, but they're not actually in the Hall of Fame. So they're in in, in this Carter of, of fame. These are the first two guys, right? Yeah, the Carter uh, of infamy, not fame. Yeah. <laughs> well, the the of controversy. Yes, the Carter of controversy. Um, and and so there's a, you can right away you can think about okay, so now we're going to go to the other guys that are not there who we think would be there were it not f- for for PEDs for for PEDs. Right, and you can now tell all the story of the two because you would need to tell the story what about guys like ryan braun well i i i included him sort of because he's not up yet right he, but he's not going to ever be a hall of Famer. and his stats were borderline i think but anyway he, he was going to be almost cooperstown pretty much for sure even without the steroid stuff but i with, think so but his saga is such a, a a microcosm of the entire thing his vociferous denial of of being you know accused of using PEDs, singling out the poor employee, saying it was all this one guy's fault that was he was out to get him, only to kind of then backtrack and be like, well, yeah, I did it. I, he is the Brewers' career leader in home runs. Okay, all right, that's nice. It's like three hundred and fifty eight. Like, okay, well, that doesn't really mean it. Leading, unfortunately, leading a team in any statistical category that isn't like a Cub. Red Sox or Yankee team doesn't really matter. So, so, uh, but I think, I, and I'm not looking at Braun's stats, and maybe, maybe you could pull it up. So, I, I, in addition to that, I think he hit just under 300 for his he career. Was a very good, good on base percentage was not a very good defender. That would not, you know, and that probably would be as much as a thing like going, okay, so you hit home runs, you had a pretty good OBA, you had a good batting average. He was a good player. You're a good player. You're not a Hall of Famer, but, and you got the PED to, as well. But on, in on the back. corridor of controversy, he should be there because he should be talked about as what he represents to the controversy of PEDs in baseball. The same way guys like Palmiero should be there, and, and Clemens should be there, and even McGuire and Sosa should all be there because you can't talk about PEDs without talking about them. The same way A-Rod should be enshrined as a player and talked about in the corridor of controversy. Both for doing just PEDs and just for being a Rod, because he. So was, you think he should? We, we think he should be in the Hall I of Fame he, and in right, the, the same way Bond of controversy. Should be. Yep, yep. McGuire should probably be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I think so too. Sosa, no, I'm okay with keeping just Sosa keeping out. him in the corridor of controversy. Okay. He doesn't get Paul into the Hero, Hall of Fame. I'm okay keeping in the corridor of controversy. Braun always because he was never going to be a Hall of Famer. But then you could even talk about things like drugs in baseball and bring up people like. Daryl Strawberry and Dwight Gooden. Talk about that 86 Mets team. And they would all be in this corridor of controversy. controversy would Keith Hernandez be in there as well because of his battle with right. uh, drugs in the 80s? Would wanna, I, I think there's a place for talking about all of this stuff as part to of make believe Instead of making believe it just never happened never at all. never happened, right. Because the, the Hall of Baseball Hall of Fame is as much the baseball history museum 
Yes. As it is the Hall of Fame. Yes, yes. And and we go back to the thing we talk about all the time. So these 12 players, I think you've named about all of them. We, you didn't name um, a couple of guys that I had thrown onto my list. So uh, uh, Kurt Schilling. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Kurt Schilling, not necessarily PEDs. But there's, I think there's just because yeah, he's kind of an asshole, right? He was, <laughs> and he was, and he was always going to be an edge case guy. But I think there's even, I think he's a Hall of Famer, by the way. I, I mean, if, if unquestioned, uh, unquestioned Hall of Famer, he's unquestioned, got a, un- incredible step. But you know what? He hasn't gotten in yet, despite no, because we don't like him. No, which is which is <laughs> which <incorrect>. is stupid, <laughs> which, is which, just, which is just as dumb, which is ju- which is exactly our problem. We don't like his what we people said, don't like his politics, which people is what we said back attitude. in our induction episode. Where right. We talked about Ortiz being a first ballot guy because people liked him so much i spoke to a red sox fan this week about that and i said you know we did the the podcast and he hadn't heard the podcast and you know and big red sox fan all that kind of stuff you know we said we we have no issue with ortiz being in the hall of fame but first ballot really because if i'm if i'm other guys now if i'm saying ortiz is the first ballot and with another guy on my list here gary sheffield raise your hand okay he of the 290 career batting average 509 career home runs actually played the field the whole played the field and all that so so why does he not get any look at all like we're not talking about first ballot we're just saying so, so and he's in the corridor of controversy because he there was insinuation about peds but but you know no more so than ortiz had right i think that's fair i think that's fair and no more than kevin brown did Mm -hmm. right there's another guy we've talked about brown i think brown was even lesser than them because they they figured out that it wasn't correct in his case and he's a guy who got whacked out of the hall of fame and his name really never comes we've talked about him on this podcast a number of times we believe he's a hall of fame right and i i just think it's like the kind of thing where you need to talk about those guys i also think you should have a blown call section. <laughs> well, that would have a lot of umpires in it, wouldn't it? <laughs> no, it's about the moments. Andres Galarraga's perfect game. Mm-hmm. That should be talked about. Not Andres Galarraga. That's that's the no, hitter. But no, Gal- yeah, 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 yeah. Was the pitcher? Is it, is it Andres? Does he have the same name as the outfielder? I don't think so. Let me check. In any event, the Detroit pitcher. We know who, who you're talking about. And yes. That was a controversial call at the best and belongs in the court of controversy, along with Don Denkinger's call at first base in the 1985 World Series, which allowed Jorge Orta to be safe and went, allowed the Armando, uh, Armando uh, Galarrago uh, and allowed the Royals to go on and win that World Series. And, and I'm sure if you speak to any Cardinal fan from that season, you mention the name Don Denkinger and they're going to go, right. well, he better be in there in that yeah, court of controversy. Exactly. That is a important moment and every game that angel hernandez has ever umpired <laughs> have a picture of angel hernandez in there it's over the it's on the top of the door yes. when you walk in it's controversial <laughs> oh, yes we've we've had the patron saint but i i think those are the kinds of things i think baseball fights should be in there mm-hmm. because there's something that have littered the game for the entirety of its i mean how could you talk about ty cobb without talking about him going into the stands to fight people because that's not on his Hall of Fame plaque. And then what happened after that was they suspended Cobb because he went and so the Detroit Tiger players struck and they put a bunch of guys named Eddie from the farm field on the field and they played like two games or so as Tigers and got their doors blown off like, you know, right. 30 to nothing right. and all that kind of stuff. That's, that's, that is a story that baseball should embrace and hold on to. We need to talk about that. That's part of the history of the game and it gets buried if you don't have areas. That, now, they might have that kind of stuff right. in the Hall of Fame. And now are we in, in, lo- along the way, not, not in the corridor of controversy. Now are we, are we lucky 
lucky in some respects because the Ty Cobb thing happened so long ago that we look back on it as sort of an amusing historical anecdote. Anecdote. Whereas, like, if you looked at like the NBA and their malice in the palace, that's kind of looked at as a black eye on the league that they would rather never talk about again. Like, why are we looking? Why do we look at those two things as different? Well, because they happen seventy years apart. It, 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 so it right. becomes a more whimsical folktale because, haha, that old Ty Cobb fellow. So we've met, we've mentioned ten of the guys. Um, the other guy that we didn't mention, and that I think you and I both feel should be in there. Uh, I don't know how he's not. I guess the only reason is controversy. PED uh, Association. Manny Ramirez. We talked about Manny being in there a bunch, but I think he would go into the PED section where you're saying, "Look, there are all these guys," and then and then enshrining them. I don't know if that makes it them easier or harder but to get out of the court of controversy. To get out of the court. Well, you court. said they could be in both. They could be in both. I think the fact that they could be in both because they should be in both because Bonds probably did take steroids or PEDs or whatever, but he was a Hall of Famer before that. Like the guy went back to back multiple MVPs like multiple times in his career. I don't think anybody's ever done that before. And, and the idea that so many people say, well, these are cheaters. Like, all they do is, is like, like they cross them off as if they were able to make the assessment on the basis of all of the information that they also, have available. I to also them. like the idea that like only these guys were cheating. Right. And like, like somehow or the other guys just didn't do it. The other guys they were much, no, or much higher level doing, than that. Yeah. They were just cheating better than all of them. Like, oh, yeah, if you were just taking Barry Bonds as steroids, you would have been as good as him. Like, no, that's not how it worked. <laughs> so another guy that, that I think would be on that list. And we've talked about him before. Clemens is uh, sort of uh, sidekick there. Andy Pettit, um, who has borderline Hall of Fame stats but is a guy that's confirmed. Uh, he was confirmed PED, though. He was not. He steroids. admitted to taking yeah. it. Right, right. Right, he's trying to get back from an injury. So does he belong in the corridor of controversy? Certainly, I don't think he I belongs think, in the Hall of I Fame. I think you would talk about him in the corridor I agree. of controversy. I mean, you could even talk about controversial decisions in a baseball game. Pulling Blake Snell from the World Series game. Yeah, like, that would be like you'd have a section called plays. Plays. And you just would, would And these controversial plays like that. where like you would or decisions or moments in these games where a team went in a direction choosing to steal, like, a guy getting thrown out, stealing a base. To end the World Series like Babe Ruth in 1926? Exactly. <laughs> like, why was he doing that? We didn't. Uh, especially Babe Ruth, who is not known for being fleet of foot as far as He I'm stole aware. a lot of bases, which just tells me that, that they weren't very good at, at throwing in those throwing days. throwing the ball out, yeah. Um, and, and another guy who is coming up for, I think, this year on the ballot, and we just talked about him because um, you, know, you, you, you thought he was going to be maybe a first ballot guy, and I think he's going to get in the corridor controversy for me before he goes in as a first ballot, and that's Carlos Beltran. Ooh. It's interesting because it really depends on where you lie on Thank, just go, that okay, go entire play incident. Co- go playing career first. Playing Carlos Beltran. Playing career-wise, he's in. I agree. The guy is a gold glove, multiple time gold glove center. 400 home runs. 400 home runs, 70 something war. He was the best center fielder for like 10 seasons straight. Yeah. Yeah. So now you've got the whole, and and why does he sort of headline, right? The Astrogate, the thing such that he's the guy that's going to take the fall for everybody. He was not known as the ringleader for it, as far Uh, as I'm aware. Well, he was. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say oh, that. Was a bit. I, I would say that he is the one guy who's been pretty honest about the fact that, yeah, we were doing that. Right, and, but, you know, but we I were... never got the institute that, that he was the mastermind behind well, it. Who, I don't even know if anybody has been in, I've in, heard it was Cora. 
Okay, maybe. That, that it was his system, at least. Maybe, maybe. But I don't really know. They've never really figured out, like, where, who, who's, who was the one that gave the order to go ahead with this or, pre- pre- you know, presented the idea, so to speak. But you'd agree that Beltron is going to suffer from this or not, do you think, when he comes up for election next year? These writers, you know. I don't. Th- I think I, I think they're gonna ding him. I think they'll ding him because he won't be a first ballot guy. Yeah, and I think he'll. But I think he'll get in because it's close enough to gamesmanship that they'll let it slide. Yeah, because because it'll be easy. Is it that different than stealing the signs with a guy on second? Or the old hidden ball trick. Like, this is the rationale people will okay, be able to okay. give. Is it that? Unlike, you know, you're not introducing something outside the game. Steroids were never a party. We were already stealing the signs. He, they just came up with a way that was a little outside the rules. You're, it's not like you're bringing in and putting something in your body that's unnatural. I, I see. The thing about the uh, the Astros thing, and I, we don't want to get too bogged down on this, That that that's most interesting to me, is that there was like a, you know, a warning from Major League Baseball that they shouldn't do this. Like, So Major League Baseball knew the Astros and other teams were doing this kind of thing. It wasn't just the Astros doing it. It's this, it was the same thing with the sticky stuff. Major League Baseball was like, look, we know what's under this rock here. We really don't want to look at what's under this rock because it won't be fun for us or anybody else. So, so please don't make us do it. That's what the card of controversy is about. We're going to look under the rocks. Right. <laughs> it's because that was the problem with steroids. Major League Baseball for so long was like, well, we don't want the players to do it, but we're not actually going to make it against the rules. So but we're going to look down on anybody that does it. I have I have two more players that are, I'm I, I have in the court of controversy. Just as players, I was, as I was thinking about their careers, and they got talked about a lot. Um, one in particular this year. Well, I think the other group that's probably good. You'd probably you would see fans and players argue should be in the uh, corridor of controversy. Would it be uh, owners. Oh well, uh, it's funny because uh, somebody said if, if you're going to take people out of the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. Tom Yawkey, who was the Red Sox, you know, owner for years, and kind of a lot, a lot of nasty stuff came out sort of after about you know what was really going on there, would be a guy who should lead the owners in the corridor right. of controversy. Some of the you know some of the teams moving and stuff like oh, that. and 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 owners like Marge Schott, who you know gotten got herself into a rightly so a lot of hot water for some of the horribly racist statements she meant when it, she was owning the Reds. Exactly, those are some of the things that should be in the corridor of controversy because those are some of the more unpleasant elements of the game. Why don't we want to not talk about this or have people know about them? So if you take a little kid to the bone and they never hear to Pete Rose, never heard of him. Was he a baseball player? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> but that and, and it's even more confusing because then people will wax poetic about him oh pete rose he was so good right oh they, they called him charlie hustle wait what does that actually mean no no that kind of hustle i mean he actually ran hard and tried really hard not that he was a hustler yeah, well yeah, he we, was a hustler. We, we called him charlie hustle because he was just a representative of a good hard-nosed baseball player that did the right things the right the right way so he's not in the hall of fame but we we <laughs> But we want to put guys that have a chance to get out of the court of controversy and perhaps also be enshrined into the Hall of Fame. So you'd be in both. Part of it is that, one, you're only going to generally put the more high-profile cases in there because nobody really cares that, like, 
Like, what was the pitcher that got busted for doing PEDs for the Mets multiple seasons? Oh, no, that was the Yankees, actually. Steve Howe. No, no, no. Didn't, the, didn't one of them? Oh, Henry Mejia. Yeah. Nobody cares about hearing Henry Mejia's story well, in the court of controversy. Or, or Steve Howe, who uh, I think the, the joke on Steve Howe was the seven strikes and you're out. I think he got busted for coke possession like six times and he got seven chances to be a major right. leaguer. That, that's like a, that's like <laughs> a, now we've had enough. That's like a funny story, but that doesn't need to be in the court of no, controversy. because. Because we, you, ironically, in order for you to be a big, big controversy, you kind of have to be somewhat of a big player. Like the only reason we care that Ryan Braun did PEDs is because he was Ryan Braun and he was actually pretty good. If Ryan Braun hit 180 with no home runs and did PEDs, one people probably wouldn't find out, or even if they did, we wouldn't care or be talking about him. Dick Allen's name came up because he was passed over by the Veterans Committee this year uh, to get into the Hall of Fame. And uh, I am one of those people that believes he should be in in the Hall of Fame. And and the reason he's not in the Hall of Fame is not necessarily, in my opinion, because of his play. It's because he was a a surly guy who didn't really, you know, follow the rules in terms of the way he comported himself was not great with reporters. Um, but statistically, uh, and, and for a long time was one of the best players. And, and I think it's almost like a writer's, um, a, a writer's blocking of him being in there because they didn't like dealing with this guy. And so they just froze him out of the hall of fame. He was controversial because of some of the statements that he made and the things that he did. But he- And it's interesting because you're just going to see a change in how the writers have pets. So yep. the writers of before had pets, pet players, because they liked the player. They did good stories or they just made they, – they gave great quotes. There are some guys that you could just talk to. They know how to give you a great quote. Like Ortiz. Mm-hmm. And then there are other guys that talking to them was like talking to just – you mean at best you would get cliches out of them. That was probably more frustrating were the guys that were clearly smart but would just unendingly give you the nothing cliches. Ted, you know, you know, Ted Williams was known for like being the worst interview. He hated writers, hated writers, wouldn't talk to him, but he was so darn good that they couldn't they couldn't keep him out. Like he didn't get voted in unanimously because right. he had enough of those writers that wanted to ding him for not so talking have, to them. So you have writers that have pet players now because they like talking to them. You're going to have writers in the future, you know, my generation, they're going to have writers that was players they follow in statistically. They're going to have like some kind of statistical profile that the writer happens to view as superior. Like, oh, maybe it's like they're like, you know what, I'm they're they're like a Met fan like me. And so they're going to look at a Keith Hernandez style first baseman. 20 years from mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. and be like, no, you don't understand. He played really great defense. And yeah, sure. He didn't hit it for a ton of power, but he had for good average and all these doubles. He's a hall of, cause you love that statistical profile. Like you would for Ozzie Smith. I'd seen some things about, you know, well, Ozzie Smith only batted 262 for his career. Of course, what did you say? His defensive war 44? was 44 <laughs> career. And, and you know what? D war is a good cumulative stat. If you've got 44 D war, that's about the most reliable stat of telling me that that's a the, good player. The, well, the problem with D war is that it's positionally based mm-hmm. so shortstops will always come out higher than right, right. first baseman it's also about your ability to uh, like aggregate score so like keith hernandez has like a, like a just above zero d war i think he's got like a one something d war which we've talked about that which doesn't sound great but that's when you find out he's like one of the only two first basemen that have a positive D war at first base. You're like, oh, wait, I guess that does mean something. It does mean something because it's just so hard to accumulate. So I think that's one of the difficulties like with advanced statistics is that it can be very difficult if you don't know exactly how they're being used to tell 
what they really mean. So D-War is, I think, like one of those things. Like, okay, he's got a lot of D-War, but what does that actually mean? Right, right. And and we found a lot of a lot of guys who were known as good defensive players, and you look at their career D-War, and you think, wow, it's not nearly as bad as I thought it would be. You know, mm. you think it would be much worse, but sometimes you can't affect a, a D-War if you don't play in a position. That's really all that critically. Like Gary Sheffield's defensive war is not awful. He wasn't a terrible, you know, defender, even though he got worse and worse as his career went on because he didn't play a position in which like you could – Field, right, right, right. Like, and yeah. so and right field, if you yeah. have a average, being an average defensive left fielder is not that different than being a really, really good defensive left fielder. Like maybe you get You're not going to get that many more points, right? Exactly. It's not, it's not like being a really good center fielder or shortstop. So another place in the card card of controversy, and I think that this guy is in represented with exhibits in the Hall of Fame because um, he was a very good player. Um, but uh, as we say, if you're going to be in the Hall of Fame, and, and I think this guy probably deserves a place, but not somewhere between being a player. And this is what we talk about with managers who are good managers and good players, but not great necessarily at either. Um, and and so, do you really can you, you have to put them in as either a player or a manager? And what we argue, or I do at least, is that the aggregate contribution of their career on both should be considered. And this guy, as a player and a uh, an activist, like Kurt Flood was the guy who challenged the reserve clause in 1970. So he was a very good ball player and got traded from the Phillies to the Cardinals, I think. It could have been the reverse. And and he refused. He says, I'm not a piece for sale like that. I'm challenging this reserve clause, and I want to be a free. So he took one, not just for the team, he took one for all of baseball because it was his contribution that paved the way for free agency when Andy Messerschmidt and Dave McNally went free agent in 1975. This is a watershed time in baseball. It's 50 years ago. And so you're not going to enshrine him as a player. He was a good but not great, you know, player on the field. Be, yeah, yeah. That contribution, it was controversy, right? Because, you know, I mean, it was he got kicked huge. out of baseball, basically. I mean, for yeah, yeah, he basically ended his own career to give the rest of the players free agency. I want to hear that story. And I'm going to guess I haven't been to the Hall of Fame in a while. We really do need to go. Um, that there there could be places where you might see that. I We think there should be an, an aggregated area where all this controversial stuff So, so stuff, basically stuff what exists. he says, so he got sold to a different team. And he's like, wait, why should I have to choose? to be sold to that team why can't i let other teams bid for me right right exactly so and it th- sounds so simple now now but back then i'm sure challenging the reserve clause but we 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 paid for all your meals when you were eating in double a or something like that yeah we gave you a dollar you know to, to have lunch and and so we've we've taken care of you the whole way and you are our property that's what the game was yeah, I'm not surprised that argument didn't fly so well. <laughs> well, and 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 I think players would like to even to be less restricted, and and so that we're still in the sort of detente between ownership and players, where the owners want to retain control because they've made an investment, right? The signing bonus, the you know training of the player, but uh, over time, the players are like, look, we already get paid for what we did not for what we'll do, right? That's the way baseball is. And I think you'll start to see a shift where players are going to get paid earlier in their career for what they're doing. And that would probably incorporate free agency being wildcat. Just right, right. I think you think guys are going to be more willing to take shorter term contracts consistently. I think if you want to make money, if you're you know, we're Matt fans. So if you're Pete Alonso, right? If you were on the open market right now, and you signed a three-year deal. What do you think Pete Alonso would get compared to what he's and getting right now? As long right as he now? performs basically at this level, he'll get to sign an even bigger contract three years later. Aaron Judge is is showing everybody. I gambled on myself. Ma- Max Scherzer. Yeah, yeah. How can a guy 
get paid $43 million a season and be worth it. Well, you go out on your pitch like you do on yeah, yesterday. Do so the the court of controversy, you know, yeah, it, it's not necessarily a backdoor because we're not saying they should be enshrined. We still think they should be considered for future enshrinement. And I really like your idea that you would put them in both, that they would ex- exist in both areas. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. And you can follow us on Twitter at Almost Google.